everyone, and welcome to another episode of Waynesboro at Work. I'm your host, Brooke Anderson, and this is a podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs and business leaders that are doing great things in Waynesboro, Virginia. We learn a little bit about the origin stories of what they're doing, where their passion comes from for their work, and a little bit of everything in between. And today, I'm really excited to be joined by not one, but two guests from Blue Ridge Community College. I have with me today, Dan O'Brien, who is the cybersecurity instructor at Blue Ridge Community College. And we're also thrilled to be joined by Dean Marlena Jarbo of Blue Ridge Community College. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for taking the time to have us here. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So I am really excited um, to talk about cybersecurity with you all, um, because it seems like such a relevant topic um, in these technological times that we live in. So to get us started, for people that might not really know what cybersecurity is, tell us a little bit more about that. And then what is going on at Blue Ridge Community College with the cybersecurity apprenticeship program? Who'd like to start us off? I can go ahead and start with a definition, then uh, maybe Dean uh, Jarbo would like to follow up because we have a large offering of cybersecurity courses at the college, several different programs. What we try to do with our students in cybersecurity is prepare them for jobs protecting businesses, municipalities, and the federal government from hackers, uh, basically. We see in the news all the time about uh, a city such as Baltimore that got completely shut down because of hackers that came in and basically uh, hid and encrypted all of their files. We hear about hospital systems, and uh, we just heard about the big Microsoft hack. So we try to prepare our students for all these different types of um, eventualities so that they can go out and help protect Virginia businesses and maybe local and state governments from these sort of hacks. Right. Very, very important work. Like you said, it can be devastating um, to municipalities and the healthcare system, so on and so forth. So you guys have some really exciting things happening around cybersecurity at Blue Ridge Community College. So um, Dean Jarbo, would you like to explain to us what is happening there? Sure. Um, we're really excited because our cybersecurity offerings have been expanding over the last um, several years. Um, a lot of that thanks to uh, Mr. O'Brien. So we're very grateful for him. Um, on the, um, in terms of credit programs, we have um, several associate degrees and career study certificates, um, such as um, secure computer networking and under information systems technology. We have um, a cybersecurity specialization as well as a career study certificate. So the career study certificates are usually completed in one or two semesters, depending on um, if a student wants to go full-time or part-time. And of course the associate degrees can be completed in as little as two years um, or a little bit longer um, if, you, if students need to go part-time. Now the apprenticeship program that um, that Mr. O'Brien started is actually a combination of both the credit and the non-credit side. And the non-credit um, side of the house has um, training and then they offer workforce credentials um, such as network plus and security plus. So 
Uh, Mr. O'Brien can tell you a lot, bit, a lot more about that. Right, and so the apprenticeship program is really um, kind of a, a unique offering that you're doing, and there are a lot of different types of people that can take advantage of that. So, um, Dan, will you kind of explain more about um, who is taking advantage of the program and exactly what they do within that program? Thanks. Yeah, we're really excited about the new program here in apprenticeship and cybersecurity. Uh, Dean Jarbo and uh, Vice President of the college, uh, Dr. Bob Young, received a grant about two and a half years ago from Growth and Opportunity Virginia. They hired me and we had a very successful program taking a lot of people who maybe had a two-year degree from Blue Ridge or were complete career changers that wanted to get into a new field. And what we've done is we've taken that two and a half years of experience that we gained in, in training these folks, helping them get jobs, and we've codified it into an actual apprenticeship system. So we are working very closely with a company by the name of Aption Incorporated, and their uh, liaison, Debbie Hopkins, has been instrumental in helping us get a registered apprenticeship program uh, approved by the state of Virginia. Okay. So the students that come through our program will have the necessary training that the state requires for them to have the opportunity to apply for paid apprenticeships that will help them in their cybersecurity careers. One of the biggest problems we have, unfortunately, is even though we have well-trained students, uh, smart, clear-thinking, logical folks, they start to apply for a job and, and they say, where's that year of experience on your resume? Right. And we're really hoping that that apprenticeship can bridge the gap while they get paid and while they might continue their education and uh, help them further their careers. And how long does that apprenticeship last? That's a great question. Uh, with the initial approval by the state uh, last month, they would like us to perform 150 hours of training that all takes place at the college. Of course, it is still virtual. At some point, we're hoping uh, it'll, it'll be both in-person and virtual. And then once they start working uh, for business doing the apprenticeship, there will be 1,000 hours of targeted apprenticeship cybersecurity work that the company has to agree to in advance with the state to say, the student will be performing these eight job duties over the course of the 1,000 hours. It usually lasts about a year, but if uh, the students say works overtime, they might finish faster. If they work part-time, it might take them a little longer. So all in all, we're looking at about a year to 18 months. Okay. So if you are even a recent um, high school graduate or you want to change fields pretty much at any age, this could be a path forward for you, it sounds like. Absolutely. And if I may add in just in, uh, in my own personal story, my son just turned 18 yesterday, um, has completed his senior year early, and he has um, signed up to complete the IT Google certificate, which is part of the apprenticeship um, pathway, and is starting to complete that work actually, actually as we speak right now. And he has applied for the apprenticeship program. Um, through our website on our homepage. You just scroll down to the bottom and you'll see cybersecurity apprenticeship. And um, he also plans to enroll in the associate degree, um, information systems technology degree, um, cybersecurity specialization in the fall. 
So um, we're, we're really excited about um, all the opportunities that Blue Ridge has to offer. Right. That's a great example of how, you know, a younger student could take advantage of this program. And like you had mentioned, Dan, you know, there are a few ways that you can go about this with through the non-credit courses or the associates, you know, so whatever your situation is, um, it sounds like Blue Ridge is ready to kind of listen to your needs and figure out the right path forward for you in cybersecurity. That's absolutely correct. We've had folks from all walks of life and you can take someone with uh, just knowledge that they've gained from being curious about uh, IT up to people with bachelor's. And we've had folks with master's degrees as well who haven't had the hands-on experience that we offer here at the college. We do cutting edge laboratory work. We do job training, which is actually kind of difficult to find these days. Someone that's willing to sit down and get you ready to start a job on day one. Uh, let me tell you really quickly about Jay. Uh, he and his wife own a business in Harrisonburg. And Jay uh, worked with Marlena uh, a couple of years ago. And he said, listen, I can't find people to help me fix my computers. Mm -hmm. So he decided to take some college courses. And then uh, Dean Jarbo said, you know, we have this new cybersecurity program going. Well, guess what? Jay scored one of the top uh, scores on the national test for security plus. And he just let me know next last month that after less than two years, he is going for his advanced cybersecurity certification, which is something you don't typically see till someone gets five or six years of experience and typically a degree. And so we, we are very excited to get people that are genuinely interested in information technology, and then we can provide that a pathway into uh, great careers. Right, right. That's another great um, success story there. So cybersecurity, um, it tends to sort of get lumped into one category, but there are a lot of different ways that you can use your cybersecurity credentials. So what are some of the ways that students are able to use these and like industries they're able to work in um, once they get trained? Would you like to take that one, Marlena? Um, it's okay. You can go ahead and take that okay, one. Okay, great. That, that's a wonderful question. Uh, here in Virginia, we have thousands of businesses that do work with the federal government. And a lot of them are Defense Department contractors. They're doing very important work to keep our country safe. And what the Department of Defense has been doing is requiring these businesses to be cyber secure, and they need to prove it. So one thing we've been uh, very happy uh, to have happen is a company from Northern Virginia by the name of Tiber Creek Consulting. They opened an office in Waynesboro, Virginia, thanks to the city who, who were kind enough to basically loan us an entire building and high-speed internet during the, the, our program. And they've hired 10 of our students to do these cybersecurity assessments for businesses. Mm -hmm. And they work very diligently to keep uh, Virginia safe. And what one of the um, job duties, for example, is to sit down with a company and say, okay, we have this list of 150 cybersecurity items. We're going to go over them with you one by one. And we're going to talk about things like, have you um, figured out how often you change your passwords? Because that's very important. Do you regularly engage your uh, employees in doing practice tests for spam emails. We all know about spam emails and texts and, and, and uh, phone calls as well. Mm 
And so they're very successful at getting these companies uh, up to speed. And then we've had some other students who had a little bit of more background in IT that actually work with companies to configure their systems to be cyber secure. We hear about these hacks all the time. They actually help these companies uh, prevent the hackers from getting in, in the first place. So Dan, you mentioned something that I think is, is um, really important to point out, which is how important the work of cybersecurity is. Um, you know, I kind of think of people that work in cybersecurity almost as unsung heroes because if they're doing their job well, we never hear about the things that they prevent from happening. Um, and I know that um, healthcare is one that comes to mind. So can you speak a little bit more to the ways that um, people can kind of pick and choose what industry they want to work within in terms of cybersecurity and why those choices are so important? Oh, thanks for bringing that up. Um, one thing we've learned over the past couple of years uh, with these programs we have is we try to maximize the student's background. And if, and especially in places like the financial sector and healthcare, uh, we've had a number of students with healthcare backgrounds that have decided they, they really like IT and cybersecurity. And there's a huge demand these days, especially in hospital environments, medical facilities, um, research facilities. And those sort of jobs require someone with a healthcare background just to walk in the door. So we've had uh, good success with, with, with career changers that are looking to, um, you know, stay within the, the kind of job that they have, but really increase their, their knowledge with uh, cybersecurity. Absolutely. Right. And that, that's a wonderful aspect of this is that you can be flexible in terms of what industry you want to go in. So it's, you know, you can be interested in cybersecurity and healthcare and find a place for yourself. So I think that's really great. So tell me a little bit more about why um, Waynesboro is kind of one of the hubs for this apprenticeship program. And then I think also um, Harrisonburg is one as well. So why those two locations? I can take that one. It'll okay. Be, that's okay. Um, so when we applied for the Go Virginia grant um, a few years ago, one of the requirements of the grant was to have two localities, at least two localities in our service region that would be um, willing to partner with us in um, the Go Virginia grant. And um, both Harrisonburg City and um, the city of Waynesboro each uh, donated $25,000 to our Go Virginia grant. And so that helped with um, some of those expenses. Um, it helped with you know, purchasing um, books and um, helping to pay for salaries and things like that. And then Waynesboro also threw in a building, um, which was in, in, uh, for $54,000. And so we were, we were really, really excited about that. And, um, and I think what a, what a blessing for, um, for our community that Tiber Creek was willing to um, you know, open up a new um, part of their company in Waynesboro, and um, we, we're, we're just so excited to have them. So that's how those two localities became involved. Nice, nice. Yeah, that is, that is quite an investment, but one that is certainly paying off um, for sure. Now, we talked a little bit about the expenses that were donated and, and through the grant, 
But um, for people listening that are interested in accessing this cybersecurity apprenticeship program, what can they expect in terms of cost to do this? Well, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, first of all, the anyone interested can go straight to our website, brcc.edu. We're right on the front page, cybersecurity apprenticeship. And you can also search for cyber. And we have a new email address, cyber at brcc.edu, which comes straight to us and we can answer any questions. So what people can expect, the apprenticeship itself, we're very fortunate this year in 2021, almost everyone will uh, have their tuition paid by the state. So first of all, the uh, actual large portion of the training, the security plus and the apprenticeship training portion is covered by a grant called Fast Forward Virginia. And all people have to do to qualify for that is to have lived in the state of Virginia for the past year. Okay. And we also have extra funding this year for people that have been adversely impacted in their employment by COVID. And also people who are making below 400% of the federal poverty uh, income, which translates to under $103,000 a year for a family of four. So as you can see, it's a great program people can get into low cost. There is a, there is a technology fee. There, there's a, a, you know, a little bit of money, about $100 is all. And then the rest of it should be covered by the state. And uh, we're hoping to keep that funded. Uh, as we go go forward, so folks can get this sort of education at a very low cost. Wow! And so that you brought up another important group um, that we haven't mentioned yet, which is which are people that um, have maybe had a disruption in employment due to COVID, you know, during this last year of the pandemic. And the fact that you can enter something like this um, and have it be so cost effective, if not free, that's pretty amazing. So you know, getting this sort of um, education, what can people expect um, when they're done with the apprenticeship and they're entering into full-time employment? What sort of salaries are we kind of looking at as starters? Do you have sort of an estimate of that? Yeah, we have a couple of good data points for you. Um, first of all, the folks that have started working with Tiber Creek Consulting in Waynesboro, the uh, entry-level jobs run somewhere in the upper 40s to lower $50,000 a year, but they also include the benefits that someone would typically get working for a company in Northern Virginia. They're very competitive. After uh, just a few years on the job, they get three, uh, 30 days of uh, PTO, pay time off. They get all their education paid for. If they want to go back to college, the company covers it. They get profit sharing and all of their healthcare premiums uh, taken care of. Wow. We have people that are already in just a year and a half on the job, making close to $100,000 a year, mainly because a lot of this work can be done remotely. Mm -hmm. So once that person gets the year of apprenticeship under their belt, they want to apply for a job somewhere in Northern Virginia, DC, Maryland, New York, Los Angeles. They can still work at home, or maybe they could work in one of the hub uh, areas with the high-speed internet networking and, and uh, nice offices. One of the beauties of Waynesboro uh, that I appreciate is number one, real-time access to high-speed networking, which is super important. You have to have good you know, computer uh, speed to do these jobs. And second of all, if a person wants to work a, a, in DC, 
they can go right over the mountain to the train and maybe once a week or two go to a meeting in DC or Maryland and then work at home. Wait a minute. I did that for years working with the federal government. And it was awesome just to be able to, to go right over the mountain and hop on the train for the day. And then the rest of the time I got to work at home. Nice. Yeah. I'm sitting here as you're talking and I'm trying to find <laughs> any sort of um, challenges with this. And this seems like really such a win-win for everybody in terms of the experience you gain, which is so relevant and in an industry that is only going to grow and become more and more important from the, how cost-effective it is for the students. Um, you know, it's, the time investment is, is reasonable. You're getting paid to do an apprenticeship. And then from there, it sort of sky's the limit. So, um, yeah, for anybody listening, if cybersecurity, is it all interesting to you? This could be a really great way, um, to, to change careers or start a career even. So, um, in terms of what makes a successful cybersecurity apprentice, I know that there are the technical aspects, and I know that you've given us some good examples of success stories, but what are the characteristics that somebody interested in this really needs to have? Great. We've had some wonderful experiences with uh, graduates of our program, and we work very closely with businesses to get their input. And what we find is as long as people have a real interest in information technology, that there's a lot they can do once they get our training uh, finished. Some of the other things that businesses look for, we hear over and over again, they want people that can think logically, that can troubleshoot. We always have requests for what we call soft skills. In other words, students should really know how to use Microsoft Office or Google Docs. They are always having to write in Word or maybe doing a spreadsheet in Excel or some sort of presentation. And then we also have requests for people that have good communication skills, that they can talk, sit and talk with the clients, that they can write uh, emails to the people that they're working with. And then, you know, once again, the industry recognized certification that we teach Security Plus, that is one of the most desirable uh, certifications in information technology today. So that really helps to have that certification. And we have had great success with people passing the exam, 85% uh, during the first try and almost 100% uh, of total people passed. Sometimes some people have to take it a second time. Right. Great. Well, that, that that's good insight into what it takes. Because like you said, it's it goes beyond just the technical aptitude. There are other like soft skills that you need to have and so on and so forth. Um, so I know that this is a new program. What are some of the major milestones that you feel like you've achieved along the way so far? Well, um, finishing up the two and a half year grant uh, was very instructive to us as trainers mm -hmm. and as an educational institution where we learned that the great success stories came from people with two-year degrees who needed that hands-on experience. Okay. But we also had wonderful success with people with no degrees and no formal training. So that was a real uh, boon to us to say, we've reached the, the point where we feel confident 
that if someone says, listen, I'm a career changer, I'm tired of, of working at a job where I can't use my mind. Let me uh, talk, talk about Kelly really quickly. Um, Kelly had a job for years. Uh, he's close to my age. And uh, he finally said, listen, I need to use my brain more. So he went and got a, got a degree in information technology, but like many graduates didn't have the hands-on experience. Well, we just found out the other day that Kelly is now uh, a liaison with a federal government agency that I can't really name. And uh, he's doing very well. And uh, he credits a lot of his success to the, to his, you know, natural abilities we do talk about things like basic mathematics and uh, logical thinking, and also the certification and the job training he learned. Right, right. So another great success story. So how many graduates have you had so far in the program? With the program so far, we had 65 graduates. Wow. And many of them went on to uh, get either new jobs or better positions. They may have uh, been someone working at, say, a help desk. And they are now, um, the camera, I'll restart that real quick. Okay. And they are now, for example, they have a cybersecurity component added to their job. Oftentimes that means uh, more money, uh, which is great. Some of our best successes, uh, we have had quite a number of military veterans in our program. Mm. And uh, several of them actually, after uh, taking their, this would be their first college experience. We've had several veterans go ahead and take advantage of the GI Bill, and they're now uh, enrolled full-time at Blue Ridge Community College. One of, the, one of the best successes we've had, I think, so far, a, a real milestone, was one thing I've noticed in my many years in IT was it, it's, it's kind of an uphill battle uh, to, for women to get into IT. It's been a very male-dominated field. Mm -hmm. And we've had... Uh, 30 to 35% of our students have been women, which is, which is awesome. It really is great to have, uh, to have more, more opportunities for, uh, for women in, in the field. And we feel that's a, a great uh, milestone uh, to, to see that. And if I can add on um, a little bit to what uh, Mr. O'Brien's saying, that one of the things that we've been so proud of is that we're keeping people employed in cybersecurity and the majority of them are staying in the Valley, living in the Valley, where the cost of living is, um, is less expensive than um, you know, a, a larger city um, where you may you know, typically go to get a cybersecurity job. Um, maybe a, a silver lining of COVID that a lot of jobs are, they're realizing, hey, we can work remotely. And um, so people can stay here raise their kids, um, and, and make a, a very um, decent income. That's such an important point. Yes, for sure. Um, all of those from um, being really accessible and a good route for people in the military, um, veterans, um, women, um, and then also, like you said, the flexibility of where you could have the quality of life of living in the Shenandoah Valley, but work for a company that is in a major metropolitan area. So you, you really do get the best of both worlds. You might have an influx of um, students coming <laughs> once they hear all of these great things because it really is remarkable um, the way that this is, is set up. So I'm always curious to know um, 
how people's passion for a certain industry or certain job developed. So um, Dean Jarber, we'll start with you, but where does your passion for this kind of work come from? Absolutely. Um, love to share my story. So I um, always knew I wanted to help people. And so when I first went to college, um, I, I wanted to be a doctor. Hmm. And um, I, I went to school and um, some of the chemistry classes and I didn't get along very well. <laughs> and so I had to reset and think, you know, what do I really want to do? And my older sister had actually graduated from James Madison University in their computer information systems program. And um, she and I are very similar. She had, she's about five years older than me. So she really loved her job and um, is still there to this day um, working in a company in Northern Virginia. So I graduated with um, my degree in computer information systems and started out um, in the corporate world in uh, doing computer help desk work. So kind of worked my, my way up and my path um, led me more into instruction and teaching and now into administration, but just realizing, um, you know, being familiar with that technology side of things and knowing how important it is um, to be able to protect ourselves, not only um, personally at home um, when we're um, online, but also um, at work. Yes, indeed. Indeed. I think you bring up an excellent point um, that, you know, I think sometimes we might pigeonhole cybersecurity or technology um, in such a way that doesn't do justice to just how many people you're actually helping. If you're the person between a disaster at a hospital with their medical records, you know, that's a really, really important job. You're helping a lot of people by doing that, or certainly with the Department of Defense and the list goes on and on. So I really like, you know, what you said about you, you started out wanting to help people and here you are doing that just in a slightly different way. Absolutely. So Dave, um, what about you? Well, thanks for asking. And, and I, I do want to mention one thing, I guess it's a little bit funny, but you mentioned milestones. Um, we, we had to pick up and change all of our courses to virtual uh, March of last year. And my class was literally supposed to start in person the day after we all went home. So as you can see, I, I'm still here. You see, you got this nice picture of me as I speak. And this is one of the things that we've had to deal with, of course, is bringing everything to Zoom. So uh, I've been working in IT for many years. I've been very fortunate to be able to travel the world, uh, setting up computer networks and doing cybersecurity. Uh, I really felt a, a need to help uh, my country out. Uh, so I went ahead and uh, was working with the Department of Justice to help keep um, you know, the hackers out from all those important networks. But I love teaching. And I was really looking for an opportunity to teach. And when uh, Dean uh, Jarbo and uh, you know President Downey of the college uh, interviewed me, I, I thought I found a great home. And it has been really wonderful. Um, just, just love the interactions and the ability to share some of my experiences um, teaching with the students. One other uh, group I want to mention really quickly, and it's, it's been kind of a surprise in a very pleasant way, is we have a lot of students that are recent immigrants from other countries. And the, the real problem they have is they might have a degree or training from their home country. For example, Roberto. Roberto is a wonderful young man who uh, all the professors that he uh, learned under uh, speak you know, volumes about how, how smart he is. He's now working in Harrisonburg 
And here you got a guy who has had IT experience and a degree from his home country that just didn't count here. Mm -hmm. So he had to kind of come back and redo things. He scored almost perfect scores on all the exams in the, in the classes. And now he's got a great job, uh, like I said, in Harrisonburg. So we really welcome folks from, you know, all, all different parts of the world that would like to, to come in and take the class. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. So very interesting how you got into um, cybersecurity, but then also um, that's a, that's another important point. I know that um, I have volunteered with that community quite a bit and you hear lots of stories of people having degrees that do not transfer into this country. So another great path um, forward for folks that are experiencing that. So thank you for, for pointing that out. Um, so let's say that a person is listening to this, they're, they're kind of on the fence. They think, well, maybe I could be interested in cybersecurity. I'm not quite sure. What would you, um, what kind of advice would you give to them in terms of next steps? Dean Jarbo, do you want to take that? Sure. I think one thing to tell people is that if you have good interpersonal skills and you're willing to learn and willing to take constructive criticism um, at, you know, as the process goes on, um, you are truly um, a, a great candidate you know, for this program. And um, all you have to do is um, go to our webpage, uh, www.drcc.edu and scroll down just a little bit and you'll see um, a picture and you'll see cybersecurity apprenticeship. And there's a link there that you can um, sign up to register. Okay, perfect. And in terms of registering, um, is there a certain date you need to register by? Is it a rolling registration? How does that work? That's a good question. Uh, we, it's a two-part educational process. Once again, it's all online. Okay. The first part is self-paced. It's a Google-funded program we have at the college called the Google IT Support Professional Certificate. Okay. Students can take that anytime they want. There's a small fixed fee to take that class. And once they get that certification, they'll have the background knowledge needed to start their studies in specifically in cybersecurity. Our first class will be starting on Tuesday, the first week of May, and we'll have all the registration information up next week for everyone to go ahead and sign up if they'd like. We're also taking people with backgrounds uh, in IT. For example, if someone has the two-year information systems technology from the college, or the cybersecurity specialization, or a four-year degree somewhere, we, we have approval from the state that they can just take the apprenticeship program and not have to take the Google IT background support uh, class. So we have a lot of different ways for people to get into it. And uh, the webpage has all the information. Once again, uh, an email to cyber at brcc.edu. I'll get right back to you and uh, get on the phone and explain the program. All right, perfect. So by the by the end of March, everything will be up with the website in terms of registering and so on and so forth, correct? Oh yeah, I should probably clarify. Okay. If someone goes to the website right now, we have a we have an assess a pre-assessment form. Okay. They can simply fill out all we're looking for is a name and an email and, and what their IT background is. Right. We'll give them a call or send them an email and say, here's how you get into the program. Here's how you do your financial aid. And it's, it's a very easy process as well. It's, uh, they've really uh, made the application uh, process very easy this time. 
Perfect. Well, I am just really excited about what is going over on over at uh, Blue Ridge Community College and at these locations in Waynesboro and Harrisonburg. If, if you're listening and you are going to be graduating high school or you're looking for a career change or you're a veteran or you're a woman wanting to get into IT or if you're an immigrant that is looking for a path forward and your degree didn't transfer, this is certainly um, such a viable and lucrative um, option. So thank you so much um, for joining me today. I've really enjoyed talking with both of you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, just just one quick uh, point while I was fiddling with the camera. I, I don't want to leave out where uh, this apprenticeship program is brand new in the state of Virginia in so far as we're here for businesses. In other words, typically a business would could spend months in the application process and they could spend tens of thousands of dollars per student getting them trained. Our partner, uh, Debbie Hopkins with Aption, she has already done all the work for local businesses to get an apprentice agreement in place. Mm -hmm. So once they employers can connect with us, they simply fill out a quick form, get on a telephone call. And they will get $3,000 cash grant per apprentice they take on with this new program. And, uh, and, and 